All views and opinions expressed in this podcast may lead to learning. All information provided is for educational and developmental purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for a growth mindset. Before taking action, please consult your motivation. This is the Teacher Talking Time Podcast. Welcome to the Teacher Talking Time podcast for language learners, the cult of learning. The aim of our series is to always encourage humans to find and pursue that those things that they are passionate about when learning a foreign language. The cult of learning series are episodes for learners of languages, learners of Japanese, of English, of any other language. In these episodes, we discuss tools and strategies for learning, as well as providing opportunities for those of you who need effective listening practice. In today's episode, we're going to continue our new series on the three essentials of language learning. We are going to be briefly recapping the first of the three essentials, which is exposure. And we're going to introduce you to the second one of our, uh, of our trio here, of our tripartite, which is motivation. We will talk about what motivation is, how it works, different types of motivation, and how you can use it to learn English. But before we get the ball rolling, Mike, we have a very a few important reminders for our listeners, right? As always, we do and I'm motivated to tell them all about it. If you're listening to our podcast for the first time, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast player or our YouTube channel. And if you want to learn more about the work we do and the courses we offer, don't forget to visit our website and to subscribe to our mailing list for exclusive bonuses and promotions. Because Leo, they're running all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're a learner, a language learner in particular, and you're tired of learning in the classroom, or you want to just expand into other options, please check out our new self-directed learning portal, the SDLP. For $5, you get unlimited access to our SDLP. If you sign up for a year, it's 50 bucks. So who doesn't like that? Two months for free. And if you really like our podcast, in particular, all of these study tips that Leo and I try to give you, you should also consider our quick fixes, which are more specific and include things like how to extend a conversation, mastering the IELTS speaking exam, and just boosting your IELTS score with patterns in general. Quick fixes are actually still an affordable $10, and we guarantee that you will definitely notice improvements in your language. That's and I cheap. think really it's cheap. And also, you know, Leo, we always like to say this: we're not a learning, we're not a language school. We're no. out there to help people become better learners. And for $5 a month or $50 a year, you can learn English way more efficiently than through a textbook or just attending regular classes. So exactly. check those out, folks. Exactly. And it's funny because we actually recorded an entire podcast series talking about those myths that you don't need a teacher, that you don't need a textbook, and you don't need to be in the classroom to learn. So we basically put together all those three ideas and we created um, our self-directed learning portal. 
So, Mike, before we jump right into this new episode, I think it's always good language practice, always good learning um, um, uh, ideas for us to do is to always recap what we discussed in our last episode for our listeners. So, Amen. Yeah. So we talked about the, we started a series, Mike, on the essentials of language learning and how these elements, three of them, can actually create a very effective learning environment, not only in the classroom, but more importantly, outside the classroom. So Mike, what was the first one again? Well, the first one, Leo, was exposure, right? right. We were trying to paint that portrait of the jungle, that, that when we're out in the world, English is all around us. And, and if it's not around us, it's up to us to, to, to motivate ourselves or to put ourselves in situations where we can expose ourselves to the language, be it English, Japanese, Spanish, and so on. Now, why it matters? Well, it matters because without that exposure, we're not going to be able to get input, right? We're not going to be able to get the, 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 the source, the content that we need to help, again, build our vocabulary, build our knowledge of the language. But Leo, I would argue, mm. it's not just as simple as exposure. Yeah. You also need to be present. You need to be aware and notice what's yeah. happening with that material, be it the Netflix, the YouTube video, or the podcast. Mm -hmm. And we, we touched on all of those points in the last episode. And there was one thing that you talked about, which, again, we turned that into a, a live conversation on our Instagram page, which was the input rich versus input light. The, the idea of really being exposed to authentic content as opposed to fake English, right? Yeah, faking. Well, we're just unnatural English, right? Yeah. Like you want to, you, I don't know, if I'm learning Japanese, I want to learn how real people speak Japanese, not, not what lesson, what unit two in my textbook says, right? So right. the only way to do that is to expose myself. No, oh my gosh, is to become exposed to real Japanese. And maybe right. that's through watching Netflix or watching some great YouTubers and mm -hmm. so on. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into um, the second essential of language learning, which is motivation. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. All right, Mike. So here we are back with the episode on the three essentials of language learning. We've looked at exposure. Now we're going to talk about motivation. And as usual, it's always good to start with a definition. So how would you define motivation for the for the list for our listeners? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I think really when if someone were to ask me what motivates you, I think they'd be asking me what what creates that eagerness or willingness for you to maybe do something, right? So, so if I'm motivated to speak Japanese, yeah, I have that eagerness to do it. Or if I'm uh, um, uh, motivated to, uh, to help someone, then I'm willing to help someone, right? So it's kind of this, this emotion of, of, of putting energy, dedicating mm -hmm. energy to doing something. It's so almost like enthusiasm, no? Right? Like there's oh, some absolutely. sort of... absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but sometimes about... we, we often associate enthusiasm. If that's the case, we're associating with something that's positive. But, but there's also okay. negative motivation. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. folks, let's stay positive here. I think you're right, Leo. Yeah, you're, you're enthusiastic about something. 
Yeah. And, and it also involves a little bit of purpose because you have a reason for wanting to do something. And when we think about language, Mike, we always talk about having the motivation for something, right? Yes. You can say you have a strong motivation for, for travel. What do you have a very strong motivation for? Uh, to become a better writer, right? Okay. So I'm, I have a strong motivation for something or to become a better writer, right? To do mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or we can talk about the motivation behind something, right? Like what is your motivation behind becoming a better writer? So what's the reason why you want to become a better writer? So it's important to understand not only the meaning, but also how to use um, how to use the word motivation. And it's interesting, Mike, because when we think about the word motivation from a scientific point of view, we have some different definitions. And it's funny because you said the word willingness, and that's how science defines motivation. It's your willingness to do something, right? And, and when I think about willingness, I always think about this invisible force, those psychological forces that compel you compel you to take action, that motivate you to take um, action. And there is a definition by uh, a guy named Baumeister in 2016, which he basically boils it down, Mike, to motivation being simply wanting. Hmm. Pretty Mike, simple. That's yeah. it. What do we want? Do we want a change in our behavior? Do we want a change in our thoughts, a change in our feelings, a change in our self-concept? in our relationships. So when we think about that too, when we think about change, when we think about forces taking action, we're thinking about a process, right? I was just going to say, right? Like you think of all of those involve a process, right? So there's some sort of like initial thing, right? So maybe the motivation kind of gets us starting. It gets us right. started, so to speak, right? Yes. And then kind of guides us towards that goal. Yes. It's interesting that you said that because... The motivation is that, is that little push that, as you said, that causes us to act. For example, when you get up to get a glass of water, what is the purpose? Why do you do that? It's basically to reduce your thirst. Why are you learning a foreign language? There's a motivation behind that. And I think one of the main reasons why people fail to learn languages is because they don't truly understand the motivation behind that action, right? Um, yeah, so that's basically it, our driving force. And there is a quote here that I wanted to mention because I really like this and I wanted to ask you um, more about this. It's a quote by uh, one of my favorite writers, um, Stephen Pressfield in, in The War of Art, where he talks about the core of motivation. And he said something that I really like, and I want to ask your understanding of this, Mike. He said, and I quote, at some point, the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of doing it. What does yeah. that to me? You know, I think it's a great quote, and I'm actually going to relate it to a book I read about um, stress-free management, Leo. Mm, and okay. it talked a little bit about, you know, how to, how to be a stress-free manager when, when managers have to deal with all kinds of situations. and. And the, the main thesis of the book was just do it. So for mm -hmm. example, if emails give you stress or reading your email gives you stress because you're anxious about what you might read, the best way to overcome that anxiety is to make that the first thing on your to-do list 
yes. do it and then it's done and then you can move on for the rest of the day now now how does it relate to habits and learning well i think yeah the stress the guilt the pressure we put on ourselves to to make a small change is sometimes yeah. way more tough demanding maybe damaging than just actually starting a new routine or or mm-hmm. or taking that first english class or yeah. signing up for the self directed learning pro- portal yes And I think that's the biggest mistake. That's the biggest mistake, Mike. And we posted about this recently that we just have to start now and then we can optimize later. But but we always overthink. Um, And I think it's important to say that it's much easier to take action now and feel insecure about your English than to sit still quietly and experiencing self-loathing and hating yourself for not doing anything. It's easier to feel awkward while you're speaking in front of a bunch of people with your broken English than to feel disappointed about your hesitation to actually speak in front of people. So the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of actually doing it. Because at the end, you're like, well, you know what? At least I tried. At least I did it, right? Um, and that's the essence of motivation. And I like to say this, Mike, that every choice we make has a price. So you need to find out what the price is, and then you need to decide whether or not you are willing to pay that price. Because right. when we are motivated to learn, for example, a language, it's much easier to, to, to deal with the inconvenience of action, of not taking the, of not registering for the, for the SDLP, then to actually just stay home and think, oh, I wish I had learned the language, you know, that kind of thing. And it, we're not talking about huge things either, right? No. It's just that 1%, right? I'm yes. just going to take that one step that's going to get me 1% closer to the goal, you know? Oh, when I was out drinking with my friends, and we were all speaking Japanese, I, I asked a question. Mm. I didn't understand the answer, but I asked the question, yes. right? Or I learned a new word in the self-directed learning portal and I learned how to analyze uh, a text. And then I was reading that Japanese newspaper today and Mm -hmm. I was able to use that same skill to to learn a new word in Japanese. 1% folks, that's all we're talking about. It's interesting. It's interesting that you say that, Mike, because I can't help but think of a lot of language learners who procrastinate, they delay taking the action to actually do something about their language learning experience. They go through classes. They go through grammar books. They go through the same experiences over and over and over again and no results. So instead of taking action and trying something different, as you said, trying the self-directed learning portal, which again, it has the stamp of quality from Learn Your English because everything that we do is very well thought. I think that's the question you, listener, you have to ask yourself. What can you do to make it more likely that you will cross this mental threshold, this this mental obstacle barrier and feel motivated on a consistent basis? And it's exactly what Mike said. Start now. Start with one push-up. Start with learning one one word. Um. It's much easier to have minimum goals, Mike, as you said, for each habit that you want to create. And I think that's it. Getting started is 90% the battle. Absolutely. And I love that, that comparison you make to exercise because in many ways, 
exercise and learning a language they're 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 very close mm -hmm. right and you can't become the new you physically without starting setting up good habits good routines and and trying to be one percent better the next day you know there's a law of you if you're not burning enough energy you're not going to burn the calories and you'll never lose weight and english is no different right yeah if if you're not going to put in the work um and, and motivate find ways to motivate yourself which is what we're talking about <laughs> then yes. it, it'll be really hard for you to get 1% better each day. That's right. That's right. So this is one of the main reasons why you should really check out the self-directed learning portal. It's based on this, as Mike said, it's based on this idea that if you want to cultivate better learning habits, if you want to become a lifelong learner, then you should just join us because that's what we do. We focus on that 1% every day. And if you're improving your English 1% every day, at the end of the month, you have improved 30% or 31%. It's like a lifestyle, right? Like, yeah. again, getting fit, it requires a lifestyle change. Ah. Becoming better at English becomes a, takes a lifestyle change. So, you know, we, it's not so much learning in a school. It's, it's about living the lifestyle you want. And you can only do that through building better habits. And the key word there, Mike, which kind of leads into the next part of, the, of, of our conversation here of this episode, is these, are these misconceptions about motivation. And you said this, change, movement. So I have a question for you, and I think you probably know the answer, but do you think that motivation comes before or after we start this new behavior or this new habit? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I'm just going to say, I'm going to give the popular answer here and say, typically we think of it being coming before, right? Right. Right. Oh, why don't you do this? I have no motivation to do this as if it's this, this prerequisite, right? But <laughs> yes. that's the easy answer. So I'm sticking to it because I like easy answers sometimes. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. That's what most people would say. Oh, I don't feel motivated. Oh, I don't have the motivation. Oh, I don't feel like it. And that's, it goes back to what we said. That is the most common misconception about motivation, that it comes as a result of passively consuming motivational material. You, read a, you watch a video, you read a book, some quotes. No, you need action. Tomorrow, and this is a, a, a great quote, tomorrow is our biggest enemy. Ooh. Action is your most power, mo powerful motivator. And I think that leads to another common misconception is that the motivation is not the cause of action. It is the result of action. Because as you said, Mike, once we get started, we start gaining momentums, momentum. In very tiny, small ways, this active inspiration starts producing that momentum. And once you've been reading one page every day for 10 days, Maybe the next week you're going to start reading two pages and then you're going to want to read three pages and you want to read five pages, right? Whoa, you're, you're totally right. I can give you a great example. I, um, mm. my, my supervisor always says, I don't care what you do in terms of getting your assignments in. I just want you to try and write at least one word. Sit down and write one word. And I think once you get that one word, you can't make a sentence with one word. So you got to add more, right? Mm. And then that's where the motivation kind of breeds itself right it yes. kind of as you just described it gains momentum it's uh it's almost like like physics right leo yeah. it's like yeah yes which brings us to newton's first law 
And I, as I was preparing um, this episode, I came across Newton's first law and I couldn't help but think, wait a second, this actually relates really well to motivation because I don't know if you studied this in school, Mike, I didn't remember Newton's first law. Uh, if you are a listener and you're listening to this podcast and you remember Newton's first law, send us a message. We would love to hear what you have Kudos to say. Kudos to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. But basically, Mike, Newton's first law states that if a body is at rest or moving at a constant speed in a straight line, it will remain at rest or it will keep moving in a straight line at constant speed unless it is acted upon by a force. And this is known as the law of inertia. Mike, let's break this down now quickly. How does this yeah. apply to the physics of productivity and action and motivation and habit formation? Oh, well, I think it goes basically as most people know, when we summarize this, it's like what is in motion tends to stay in motion, what is not in motion tends to stay static, right? So yes. basically what we said earlier, once you get started, it's actually easier to continue moving forward, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that's it. The easiest way to get motivated is to make it easy to start. So remove, because Mike, you know this, we all experience resistance. Like when you sit down to write that first word, you don't want to sit down to write the first word. No. You never no, want to. All. Yeah. Not at all. I even got a standing desk to stop that from happening, right? Like I can just walk in, my computer's at eye level, and I can just type a word, which again leads to two words. I like you and I used to chat about this when we were going through our different health regimes. Like just putting your, your gym clothes yes. like next to your bed, but far enough away where you actually have to get out of bed and then put them on. But they're yeah. all ready. So it's not like you're looking for them. Right, you were just reducing the resistance, reducing yes. the barriers. Yes, to get us started. Well, it's the same thing with learning a language. If if you have to, if you have to think about what you're going to study, when you're going to study, where you're going to find that material, it's going to take you at least a couple of steps to get to starting the action. But with the self-directed learning portal, you don't have that. Because from my understanding, we give you a habit tracker. So you create the habits. Is that right, Mike? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get your habit tracker and, and you get some prepared lessons with some guidance and, and so on. But we try exactly what you just said. We try to just limit the barriers to get exposure to English. You still need to create that system right. to get you to go there by bookmarking it and going mm -hmm. online and then sticking to your 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 routine of completing the tasks, sharing the tasks with your, the other classmates that are on there. And then, yeah, following up if you really don't understand, just letting yeah. us know. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike, we're going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the different types of motivation and how they affect our learning experience. So folks, stick around and we'll be right back. I studied English in a classroom for years, but felt I was not improving and not having fun either. I did not know how to learn a language. Then I found the Learn Your English online membership. 
My name is Victor and I am an LYE member. This membership is for people who are passionate about learning English in their own way. These are not classes. This is learning outside of the classroom. We learn by participating in activities just for us, effective and fun. The special thing about the community is that the teachers will do anything they can to find the best way for you to learn. In my case, it has been through philosophy, psychology and life in general. Head over to the Learn Your English website for all the details. That is learnyourenglish.com. Ready to take control of your learning? Join me today in the Learn Your English student community. Hi, I'm Shireen. I'm originally from Egypt. I lived in the UK and the UAE, and I'm now living in Canada. You're listening to Teacher Talking Time, the Learn Your English podcast. And we're back. So, Mike, we're going to look now at different types of motivation. So, when people are learning a foreign language, they usually have different motivations to learn. So, you, you, you've done a lot of work on this. So, can you tell us more about the four different types of motivation? I think that they're kind of connected in a way. So, perhaps we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I would say they're, they're very connected, right? I think the first one is, Leo... When we're, when we're learning a new language, and maybe even when we, when we join a, a gym even, we're, we're doing it to kind of become part of a new community, right? So in other words, we want to integrate into this, this, this group, this, this collective that's going to make us feel better about ourselves and, and bring us to our next level stage of growth. So in other words, we have this kind of integrative motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Where we have a, this kind of positive attitude towards speaking English, let's say, or towards working out in the gym community, mm-hmm. and that we want to become part of that community. Uh, and therefore, we, you know, we, we start to adapt our routine, we try to act like other people in that target community when we think it's going to be beneficial. And, and we kind of develop this kind of admiration, right, mm-hmm. for, for this community at, at large. So, mm-hmm. so in, in other words, we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to join the community and feel part of something. Gotcha. The other aspect is also kind of connected. It's, it's learning something or doing something as a way of improving. So it becomes a tool, so mm. to speak. So this, in this case, we're, call, we're kind of thinking of motivation being instrumental. Right. right? So the, the learning English becomes a tool to a, a mean to an end. Right. which results in maybe better opportunities. A lot of our student members in our self-directed learning portal are, are learning English for, for better job or to, to immigrate to Canada or America. They want a salary increase. They want to study abroad. Their English is a tool for them. It's an instrument. And then finally, there's this, you know, this, or sorry, next there's this kind of extrinsic motivation. So there's this reward. I, you know, I'll be honest. I mm. exercise every day so I can have a burger and some beer on the weekend, right? Like there's this kind of reward I get right. from doing something. And, and often it, it comes, you know, these things take the form of trophies, maybe right. an IELTS score or, um, or just general praise, people telling you you're doing a great job. Um, finally, okay. though, we have our, I think is, is a key one, which is this intrinsic motivation. Which mm. intrinsic motivation, you know, extrinsic outside, intrinsic inside. Right. This motivation comes from us, from within. Right. And it's, it's basically, I, I, I learn Japanese because I want to feel better about myself. 
right? Right. I, I exercise because I just want to be a healthier person and I want to feel, feel good about myself. I want to gain that personal gain or, or I want to feel the personal gain or, or get that personal satisfaction from doing it. So mm-hmm. integrative, I want to join this kind of group that I really admire. Right. Instrumental, I need it as a tool. Extrinsic, I'm going to do it because it's going to get me a higher salary or a reward. And then finally, um, in- intrinsic, I'm just going to feel better about myself. I'm going to be right. more, more, you know, just happy, content with who I am as a result so, of doing this. So let's see if I understand this right. So if a student says to you, or if a student says, I want to learn English because it will, it will help me in my career, that is instrumental. It, it could be, yeah. Okay. Because but it could be instrumental. Be using okay. it. Yeah, I think it's mostly instrumental because okay. they're, they're, they need English as a tool to get a job. So in Canada, right. you would need English as a tool to get a job. Now, extrinsic extrinsic maybe oh you know what i'm going to enter this english speech contest so that i can get a a, a trophy or a certificate or some sort mm. of award right? right so i think that there is a, a slight difference yeah. there yeah. or it could be forced to learn english if you're being forced that's also extrinsic right if you're yeah. like we know there's a lot of asian students they're forced by their parents to to learn a language so in this case the motivation is not because they want to is because their parents are pushing them to, right? Absolutely, okay. yeah. And it's definitely not intrinsic in that case for, for any learner because, again, it's not coming from within. Right. So an intrinsic then would be a student who says, I love, I love learning English because I love TV shows in English. I love reading books in English. I love the culture. I want to move there. So that's more intrinsic, right? Yeah. And you can just listening to you, Leo, you can see how these overlap, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. they overlap. And I think it's just about recognizing that, that, that you might have different motivations mm-hmm. for wanting to do something, for being willing to do something. And that's why understanding motivation really matters. Because when you understand motivation, you can have, you can help, sorry, people take action. You know exactly what's motivating you. You can encourage yourself to engage in certain types of behaviors, as you said, Mike, if you are motivated to become a healthy person, you're going to take health-oriented behaviors. You're not going to drink as much. You're not going to smoke. You're going to avoid eating certain kinds of foods. And it also helps people feel more in control of their lives. I think if a language learner understands motivation, then they are able to control how they do certain things in their lives. They're going to be able to see, you know what? I really like listening to the Teacher Talking Time podcast, The Cult of Learning, because they really motivate me to understand English that is not graded because we don't grade our language here, Mike. We talk naturally. This is how we talk in everyday life, right? Sure. And, and I, would, I would argue, Leo, that... that... Listening to you say that reminds me of something you taught me and told me a while back, which was this idea of control. If you want to do something, if you want to take that first step, you could ask yourself. So a lot of people say something like, oh, I really want to, um, I really want to get better at English, but I have no time. Mm. I really want to get better, but I, have, I don't know how to. 
if you change the word, I really want to learn English, but it's not a priority. If you mm-hmm. just change that word yes. to priority, right? Yeah. Then it triggers something. You're yeah. like, no, no, wait a second. It is a priority. So now I can gain control over yes. all those things I want to do. Yeah. Just by changing a small word. And just, I just love that idea of control. But I think mm. I remember you telling me that one morning before we were teaching. Yeah. And uh, just that one word is powerful. Right? Yeah, because we are all busy. When a person says to me, I'm, oh, busy. I'm busy, everyone, busy. everyone is busy. <laughs> everyone is busy. Everyone. Oh, I'd love to spend more time with the family, but I'm too busy. But you've changed it. I'd love to spend more time with the family, but it's not a priority. <laughs> That's like huge. It's like all of a sudden now you're like, Uh-oh. no, gain control over my life. Yeah, it is a priority. I'm motivated now to do it. It's interesting that you said that because if you ask a person, what are your priorities? They will always say, oh, you know, my family, they're going to say this, this and that. But I don't think, as you said, I don't think it has the same effect as I want to spend more time with the family, but it's not a priority. I think when you when you add that, but you got to add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to add that. Uh, so this is important this is why learners this is why understanding motivation will help you because you will feel more motivated to listen in English you will feel more motivated to speak in the language to read and you're going to be able as you said Mike to process all that exposure that you've had for meaning and you're going to feel motivated to start using the language and I think what learners need to be doing is they need to be giving themselves tasks or, or outcomes that they want to achieve. So, and this is something that we do in the, in the self-directed learning. It's not like you're going to learn English. No, you're going to analyze how to write an academic introduction, or you're going to learn how to master um, a, a spoken conversation. And I think the success and the satisfaction that you gain from simply completing these tasks are what motivate you. It's like you're motivated to to learn English because you are using the language. It's not because you need some sort of motivational speaker to to convince you to learn the language, right? Yeah, and I think it's connected to that process you spoke earlier, right? Like it's not just motivation as one thing. Mm -hmm. It's motivation being a combination of different components, right? So, So maybe at the beginning, you're kind of, activating right mm-hmm. you're, you're going to to relate your decision to do something to initiating behavior so for example enrolling in the sdlp or or getting out of bed to to do that run right um, the so, next step is the tough so that's one. the Sorry, activation so that's the activation you gotta right? activate you gotta activate okay. first so, yeah okay yeah but then you've got to be persistent this is what we talked about mm. earlier is is you got to show up you know, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, what do we mean? Well, you've got to put in the work, right? Yeah. If you're listening for the second or third or fourth time, sorry, folks, we keep repeating, we keep beating that drum, but it, you know, you have to show up. You need that continued effort towards the goal in spite of Leo, in spite of those barriers, obstacles, and struggles, right? Yeah. So if time is a struggle, well, you find time to 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 make space for you to study independently for example if you enroll in the sdlp maybe you can't attend the live learning sessions mm-hmm. but you have time to watch the recordings of it and then yeah. to go through the activities on your own but you got to show up 
Yes. You got to create a system. So activation. Activate it. Start the behavior. Persist. Be right? Effort. Do it. Yep. Show up. And then? And then you got to add some intensity, right? Mm. You got to add some intensity. You have to, you know, concentration and vigor is those two things are what really result yes. in success, right? Yes. Anyone who knows, I talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, anyone who knows yes. the story of Cristiano Ronaldo knows the only reason he's successful is that he works 10 times harder than anyone else on the team, yeah. right? At every age, right? Yeah. So, you know, someone who coasts, they're going to they're get those, what's, the results are going to be quite minimal. But yeah. someone who studies regularly, participates in discussions, takes advantages of online classes, um, really participates in the self really participates in the self-directed learning portal. Gradually, by increasing 1% each day, they improve and they get yeah. closer to their goals. That's interesting. So before we, f- we, we wrap this up, because we have one more thing to talk about. So you need to activate. So you need to initiate that behavior. So in this case, initi- like enrolling in the SDLP platform. So you need to be persistent. So that's the part where you have to show up every day. Like in a gym, you, you won't get that six pack. You won't lose weight if you don't go to the gym consistently. And of course, you can't just go to the gym and talk to your friends and, and like half-ass the exercise and just like, I'm just going to do like, I'm just going to walk on the treadmill every day for 10 minutes. I'm going to no. walk on the treadmill to get a six pack. Well, yeah. You got to work the right muscles, right? Yes. You can't get <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's it. So that's good. Activation, persistent, persistence, and intensity, folks. So those are the three major components of motivation. And to wrap up, Mike, I think one of the questions that this is, this is something that we've added later on to this episode, but a question that I often get asked by a lot of people is, how do I get motivated? How do I take action? And I think a lot of students in general, they really struggle to find the motivation that they really need to learn the language or to achieve the goals that they want. And my question to you is, why is that the case? I think it's probably because they don't have a system, right? We've mm. always talked about the need to have a system. Right. If, I'm, if I have no sense of direction, Leo, mm. but I want to achieve at a goal, I'm never going to get to that goal, right? If I'm yeah. reading a map and I have a hundred different ways of getting to the destination and I spend the whole time just pursuing these different ones randomly, I'm not going to get to my destination. So it starts with having a roadmap, with having yes. a system, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's it. If you don't have a process, if you don't have the system, you're just going to like every you don't you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your system. So if you don't have a system designed, you will always struggle. You will never have the motivation. So what you really need to do, Mike, as we said earlier in the episode, is you have to make it easy for you to find that motivation and to get started. But how? Automatization. You have right. you have to automate automate the first early stages of your behavior. And I'm going to give you a very good example. Um, Every day I write. I get up in the morning, I read a few pages of a few books, and then I write on my journal. I've been doing this for four years now. But why? Because the book is here on my desk. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning, I come here. So I know all the steps 
to automatize this behavior. And very much like brushing your teeth, I've automatized this. Right? Yeah, you don't have to think about it because that's thinking is the barrier, right? Yes. Thinking is the 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 hurdle we have to get over. If we don't have to think about it, then mm-hmm. we just do it. And the SDOP, Mike, how does the SDOP help students with, with getting motivated and taking action? Yeah, so we've been using this example of the SDLP because it's connected to language learning, but we can of course apply it to other other habits and other ways of making ourselves better. But one way would be having a habit tracker, right? So mm-hmm. holding yourself accountable. What, what do I want to do? How am I going to track it? How am I going to hold myself accountable? But also yes. you need a support system, right? So yeah. with the SDLP, we, we actually send you a, a suggested study schedule. So yes. each week you get an email and it says, this it says, this is what's available this week. This is what you could prioritize. Right. Again, it's up to you to prioritize those. But then also... <laughs> You need those buddies, right? You need your buddies, your accountability buddies. So in the SDLP, we have our community. Some of that is in a discussion board online. Others, other examples would be um, the live lessons that we do with our students. And and that gives them a chance to to, to, to hypothesize and test out what they've learned Mm -hmm. uh, this month, this week, this month, this year. Yeah. But but I think that that's it. And then again, you know, then it goes back to activating it, right? And mm-hmm. then they, once they activate it, then they got to schedule, Mike. Schedule, S- schedule yeah. their motivation because be persistent about yes. it, and then they can up the antis- in- intensity. So each time they come back, maybe they're more confident, so they say more. Each yeah. time they write in the discussion board, maybe they write more because mm-hmm. they're more confident. Yeah, and in the last thing I wanted to add before we wrap up this episode is this idea of scheduling your motivation because people fail to develop habits because they never know when they're going to do it. Uh, with, and, and this is important because, for example, if you want to develop a writing habit, you need to know w- when you write. I write in the morning. That's my writing. Um, my writing streak is there. I always write in the morning. I never write in the afternoon or in the evening. And the same thing, Mike, applies to learning a language, to starting a business, to, g- to generally building any habits that you maintain. And, and the best way to think about this is, think about this. If you don't have a time when your writing usually happens, if you don't have a time when learning English usually happens, then every day, Mike, you're going to wake up thinking, I hope I have enough motivation to learn English today. Or I hope I have enough motivation to to write today. So this is why the SDLP, we are working with psychology um, research because we're really trying to develop uh, learners' systems, like a system for learning a language. So every day, you will wake up crossing your fingers that you will find the time or motivation to study today. That's not going to happen because we have a schedule for you. And the chances are when you have a schedule, you won't skip it right that's right it becomes your lifestyle yeah but we all make a choice right i think that's the killer question there is is i want to blank but it's not a priority yeah so you can fill that in yourself yeah Yeah. and that's it mike so stop waiting for motivation stop waiting for inspiration stop waiting for willpower to hit you and instead join our self-directed learning portal today so you can get a real schedule for your habits and that mike 
is the difference between, a, and I actually like this term, I call myself this now, that's the difference between a professional learner and an amateur learner, because the oh. professionals set a schedule and stick to it. The amateurs, they're sitting around waiting to feel inspired or waiting to feel motivated. That's it. I think that's a good way for us to, to wrap this episode. Um, Mike, exposure, motivation. Next month, we will look at the third um, essential of language learning. I won't tell you what it is, but I think we've already talked about it in the first episode, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're terrible at keeping secrets. Yeah. But, uh, but that's all right. That'll hopefully motivate people to, uh, to take what they've learned in this episode and stay tuned for that next episode. Yes. And if you like the episode, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. And don't forget to share with other friends who are trying to learn a language. This podcast was designed specifically for those of you who want to learn how to learn. Mike, once again, my friend, always a pleasure to have you here recording always, this episode. Always with you. a pleasure, Leo. Yeah. All right, folks, enjoy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Teacher Talking Time, brought to you by Learn Your English. Ready to take control of your education? You're in the right place. Teaching, professional development, learning. Expand your world with Learn Your English.